TARDIS. It can travel anywhere in time and space. And it's mine. Please. Look at this. Go on, say. Most people do. On the outside. Hey, what's up and welcome back to Smaller on the Outside, or as I would like to call it, Sotocast. <laughs> the first, the best, and the only Doctor Who podcast that you just can't miss. My name is Dave, and I'll be the Although time... we kind of missed it. Yeah, well, well, it's just, they don't know that. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I'll be the time over with you this evening, with me as always. Andy. Who is the companion. Um, so, uh, yeah, we missed it last week. Had some things going on, so, you know, whatever. And yesterday. And yesterday, same thing. Um, so, yeah, yeah, so, so, uh, knock, knock. Who's there? Doctor. Uh, Doctor Who. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Today we're talking over about season eight, which is the first season uh, that has Peter Capaldi, yes. and uh, and the weakest season that has Peter Capaldi. Yeah, I would probably say that as well. It kind of feels like a lot of season seven, but like mm-hmm. Peter Capaldi. Uh, now I remember when I first saw this season, I wasn't the biggest fan of Peter Capaldi. Um, I said he's just the meanest Doctor ever, but at the same time, I don't think that's correct. I think this was the season that asked the question if the Doctor is good or bad and uh how he's more of a soldier uh than in denial yeah and that's what the that's the seasonal arc that's really what it is um Mm. and kind of going along the lines of jesse or not jesse why am i thinking jesse jesse (laughs) because of breaking bad danny pink uh breaking bad there's jesse pinkman and i'm thinking okay Uh. yep that's another different that's a different thing um And uh, in this one, we have uh, 12 episodes instead of 13, usually. Um, that that begins a new trend um, for since it used to always be 13 episodes plus a Christmas special, and now it's 12 episodes plus a Christmas special Yeah. Um, during uh, Peter Capaldi's run. And then there's the possibility that's going to change in the next season. So who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Uh, but yeah, what I was saying before about Danny Pink, there's that one where he was the uh, astronaut from the future that said he's a long-lost, not long lost but great 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 grandson of danny right well that was sort of what they implied but uh i guess stephen moffat said they specifically made sure not to uh say that specifically because they knew that they were going to kill off danny pink so i don't know why they made the episode when they knew they're going to kill off if they knew because it doesn't make sense because he even he's like oh i had stories about my great great granddad or whatever and he posted a, you know he had the little uh green army man <laughs> of right so yeah. basically I, I guess stephen moffat said that um when and we're, we're kind of getting ahead of ourselves a little yeah. bit here but but when clara brings back that uh kid from the dead yeah uh she basically uh that's when she talks to danny's uh parents as well or family some some kind of family and uh and uh gives gives the family the soldier thing the, the little green army man and and i guess it gets passed down through Danny's family somehow, just not through him, you know. That's just weird. Um, That that he's somehow related to Danny Pink, but not his direct uh, relative, I guess. Yeah. Okay, so in deep breath, this is the first episode of season eight. Uh, This is, you know... It's a longer episode. It's, It's, yeah. It's it's unusual. Yeah, it was just a random long episode. Yeah. Uh, The Doctor's first 
you know, getting used to his new face. Uh, there's a dinosaur roaming around. And did they answer the question about where we saw the face before? Uh, in Because uh, I, I remember Not them asking. Season ask, 8, but I just watched an episode of Season 9. That oh, the Season 9 answers it. Oh, I remember that one, actually. Yeah. Yeah, that come, came back to me. That's interesting that they asked it in this one, though. Like, mm-hmm. where did I see this face before? And it, they just didn't answer that. They, uh, they, an- they also had another connection in this episode to previous episodes. And that was, um, they were connecting it to the girl in the fireplace episode. Did they? Yeah, the clockwork droid, uh, enemy is basically the same enemy that you saw in those, in that episode, um, where they needed humans, they needed to harvest humans for, for their parts, basically. Except in that case, they were harvesting humans for the ship's parts, and in this case, they were harvesting humans for the, uh, robot's parts. Oh, so that's supposed to be the same exact kind of alien, then. Basically. It's not an alien, but yeah, a robot, yeah. So, that th- this episode was okay. It's kind of just weird that they had the dinosaur in there. It's about spontaneous combustion and things like that. Well, um, basic, basically, remember at the end of Time of the Doctor, the Doctor's like, do you happen to know how to fly this thing? He was having trouble remembering things, and so he ended up accidentally piloting the TARDIS into a dinosaur's mouth, and... Then when they flew away, I guess that took the dinosaur with them and somehow made it bigger. Yeah. Another uh, thing I want to mention about this season is um, it's the start, at least, of people's complaints about Clara. Uh, like, I've been on discussion for- forums about Doctor Who, and a lot of people hate Clara, especially when she's with uh, Peter Capaldi. And that uh, she is, they're like, I she's supposed say... to be a companion. She's not supposed to be a doctor or, or time lord or whatever. Okay, I see what you're saying about that. Yeah, they do make her a bit a bit too Doctor-like in a lot of the uh, season 8 and 9. Um, but I would say her stories... She had uh, a, couple, a, few, a couple of good stories in... Uh, maybe three good stories. Three or four good stories in season 7. And season 8... I didn't really care too much for her stories, uh, but I think she's she's better in season she's, nine. Basically, when she was with Danny uh, Pink was annoying. That's, that's my problem. <laughs> <laughs> when she was uh, in the previous seasons, she was the impossible girl, and then when she was with Peter Capaldi, she had to find her own importance again. So she started to become this equal to the Doctor in a way, in a few ways, which I wasn't so against. I like the fact that each companion has their own special, unique quality that makes them yeah. memorable as a companion and not just a random person like uh, <clears throat> like in season 10. <coughs> what I think Excuse they me. could have done, maybe, um, and maybe they did do a little bit of this, but I think they could have used the fact that this this the companion was one who has actually uh, seen all of the doctors. And then they could have used the fact that she kind of understands the doctor at a deeper level than most companions would have. You know, understands him more as as a whole person, not just as this doctor, you know. I think they could have maybe used that a little bit better. Like, they I definitely see. did that in Day of the Doctor and uh, and also in the name of the doctor, but uh, they could have expanded that aspect of her character, I think, into season 8 and 9, and I think that may have made her a uh, better character. But I do think her character is pretty uh, good in season 9. I, 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 I just didn't care too much for, basically, her story was all about Danny Pink in this season. And after seeing uh, a you now three seasons worth of Peter Capaldi. Uh, you know, I, I do think I understood his character this time around a little bit better with season eight. Uh, like it felt more like you know who the Doctor should be. But at the same time, I don't think he's gotten it perfectly right yet. I think Mm-mm. he's no, he still, definitely starts out wrong. <laughs> he, yeah, the, this entire season he's 
definitely more of a grump than he normally is. The end of the season kind of changes him a little bit. Uh, at least, yeah, the end of the season does. Um, but he's still got a little bit of that in the next season, too. But I think he kind of evolves over time. In season uh, 10, he's definitely different, for sure. I think once he... Well, then again, there's a, there's a reason for that we'll talk about in the next podcast. So I'm always interested to see when people make these um, these questions amongst themselves about who was the best doctor in the new, you know, Hoovers. <laughs> and a lot of people think that Peter Capaldi was the best doctor. And I'm like... Really? I, I, I don't get it. I'm, I understand, like, the old classic who... Bunch of old folks. <laughs> but, Peter like... Capaldi, I do notice uh, a lot uh, on this rewatch. Peter Capaldi does have, um, I would say, some of Tom Baker's qualities to him uh sort of the not not like his character necessarily but a lot of the times the way he acts Mm. So I would say maybe that might be what's uh, uh, drawing in a lot of people. And then obviously he, he gives you the more uh, the older doctor, which a lot of people do like an older doctor because it makes them feel wiser, you know. So uh, he does bring that too. Yeah. Although I think Matt Smith did that too, even though he had a, a young face, he he had old eyes, you know. Yeah. They always said yeah. So. So that was the first episode. Uh, um, I didn't really care too much for it. It was okay. Like. Like I said. Well, it, it introduced uh, it introduced Capaldi, introduced the question of where he got his face, and introduced uh, Missy as mm-hmm. well. Yeah, the Missy with the heaven, and that, I remember that being like super confusing the entire way through. Um, and I believe this is the last story with uh, Vastra, Jenny, and Strax. Is it really? I believe so. Well, if they didn't die, then they'll be coming back at some point. I don't know. Well, I mean. Without Stephen Moffat, they might not. Yeah, so. That's true. Although uh, the the guy that's taking over was the guy, was the first person to do a Silurian story in modern Who, so it, it's possible he might bring uh, Bastra back because of that. Um, Into the Dalek episode two. Into the Dalek is I I've always found it interesting. You, you have Dalek episodes and you have Siren episodes and all these. Dalek episodes seem to be the most like unique. I feel like they they change it up all the time. I feel like instead of it just Daleks attacking well, blah blah blah. They, they kind of it seems like uh, Doctor Who has to have a Dalek episode every season and a lot of the time a Cyberman episode almost every season, but a Dalek episode every season. Um, and so basically they're kind of running out of ideas for Daleks, so they have to keep coming up with something different. It's, it is different, though, <laughs> like every time. And uh, and this, we reintroduce the idea that the Doctor is a good Dalek. He would make a good Dalek. Uh, like, that was that, something that was, they did say in the first Dalek the episode first, of Modern Who. The first Doctor. Uh, who, the, the, the first season of Doctor Who yes. with the Dalek that said you would make a good Dalek, and that was with the ninth or eighth, with, no, ninth Doctor. Good yes. Lord, uh, technically tenth, but we'll, we'll, we, if we go by official yeah, numbering. Just for nice. Eccleston, right? Uh, and so they reintroduce the same idea here. Uh, and he and then they go inside the Dalek, which is all fine and dandy, and they're wondering, is it possible that a Dalek could be good? The answer to that's no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Which is a little uh, one-sided, but sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, a little racist, but sure. A little bit, yeah. Even though I, I, I still feel like some episodes of the dogs they are good. I, I don't know. Um, but whatever. Uh. And then uh, only if they're, I guess, only if they're mentally disturbed. Mentally disturbed. There was that that human Dalek that ended up uh, trying to be good, and then he was killed off. Well, yeah, because they're stupid. Um. 
Overall, this episode felt like a one-off episode. Oh, right? you didn't rate you didn't rate the last one. What, what yeah, I, do, I don't have like scores at all on this season. Uh, as far as the first one goes, I don't Let's know. Let's go instinct it, it, here. Yeah, uh, probably a seven. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, into, the, into the I, Dalek. Uh, I feel like it's one of those one-off episodes that don't really have significant uh, importance, except for the things here and there where people die and they go back to heaven with Missy. Right. Um, and then. And then and it, it kind of this this episode really solidified that this doctor is like like he doesn't care if people die. Yeah, this like what I kept saying like he's not really saving people. He's just kind of shrugging at the fact that they are dying. He's like, oh, he's gonna die anyway, so hey. Yeah. Uh, Which I, I think is an aspect of his soldier personality that's uh, that that really defined. Uh, the beginning beginning of Capaldi's run. Yeah. Uh, Into the Dalek, probably. I would say I would say uh, uh, Clara's role in this season. Um, I guess her role is different in each season. Her role, aside from being uh, the counterpart to Danny Pink, uh, I would say her role in this season is trying to bring back the humanity into the Doctor. I guess. Yeah. Uh, what would you rate this episode? Um, I would. Probably also say seven. I would probably say seven just because of the fact that it's a dollar. Otherwise, probably would be six. Okay. <laughs> Alright, so, into the Daleks, uh, seven. Alright, next episode, th episode three, uh, Robin Hood, uh, Robot of Sherwood. Robot of Sherwood. Uh, which isn't the greatest episode. <laughs> I can't really remember much of ha happens in this episode. I had a friend that for the longest time, they stopped watching Doctor Who after this episode. <laughs> like, and I'm, the crap. I'm thinking, you know, they, this, they didn't start watching again until, like, uh, after season ten was over. Yeah. Um. And, and I kept saying, like, during season nine, I'm like, come on, you gotta. Actually, t after the end of season eight, I was like, come on, you have to go back and keep watching, and you can't end on Robot of Sherwood. <laughs> <laughs> They finally did. Uh, I know they caught up to at least the end of season nine, but I don't know how far they are now. Yeah. Uh, not the greatest episode in the world. Uh, <laughs> okay, it's Robin Hood. Woo. Pretty much the only uh, fighting uh, argument that the episode has. Um, like Robin Hood, I'm sure they'll like this episode. Yeah, okay. Um, I don't but know. But it's kind of boring. It's boring indeed. Like, if I if I wasn't completely invested in the show, I'd probably be like, yeah. It feels this, more like a classic Who, I think, episode. Does it? Yeah, and that's kind of, I think that's kind of the issue with Stephen Moffat in uh, in 7 and 8, is he, he kind of, I feel like he wanted to try to bring the series back to uh, classic Who roots and, and maybe went a little too much in that direction sometimes. Um, the idea that you that you don't have to focus too much on the, se the season as a whole and um, and sort of the corniness of the of the stories and stuff. I think some of that carried over a bit too much into season seven and eight, but I think he started to uh, improve himself by the end of season eight, and uh, season nine and ten are better. So, uh, okay, well, I don't know. Robot Stewart, I'd probably say somewhere in the five range. <laughs> Uh, uh, four maybe? I don't even know. I wasn't the biggest fan of it. It had some good, uh, funny moments, I think, uh, a few, uh, but it's definitely forgettable, I think. Yeah. So. That's what I said, like, last, the last episode of the podcast, it, yeah. the last, last episode of the podcast, I did say that I remembered every episode since that point, and I guess that's not entirely true. There were some episodes in here, I'm like, what's going on? 
now. Like, it's more like I, I know the episode title rather you than what happens it now that in you watched the... it, but you forgot yeah. that it existed. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, this is so unnecessary, I'm just going to forget that it exists. Thank you. Bye-bye. Um, next episode uh, is called Listen. I like this episode. I, I've, I've seen on uh, searches and discussion boards that apparently some people do not like this episode, but I do. Um, I I have I do have issues with it. I like parts of it, but it's it, it's not really my favorite kind of episode. The, the, I have a problem with the whole, you know, Danny Pink uh, connection to it. Uh, but I think the actual story is pretty pretty good like it, it it's it's one of those it's one of those times where Stephen Moffat creates a new type of villain concept uh where it's it's kind of a it kind of makes you think and it kind of leaves you with that question of you know it, it almost makes you feel like okay that could be a thing <laughs> <laughs> it could be a thing you know um, and then i i really like the way it wraps up uh, yeah I, I like the end. the end yeah they connect it to day of the doctor they have uh the source of the doctor's uh fear on this uh this idea Basically comes from Clara grabbing his leg when he was a kid. Yes, yeah. And that happened in the barn where uh, where the war doctor was going to destroy the. Yeah, I noticed that right away. And, and the idea cool. was that everybody has this dream where they get up off the bed and somebody grabs them from under the bed. I don't know. Maybe this is a British dream because I've never had it. <laughs> <laughs> Same here. <laughs> no, we we have the naked in class dreams and uh, yes, American um, <laughs> dream. <laughs> that's the, that's not the, the teeth falling out dream. I probably would give this a nine myself. I'm guessing you probably won't. I'd say more like eight. Okay. Yeah. I can okay. see, I can see an argument for an eight. Uh, I would say uh, no. I think I still do. I do. I do give it a nine. Uh, even though the Danny Pink stuff is kind of uh, grumble grumble to me. Uh, uh, I I do think that they handled it well, like the 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 scared of the uh, of the unknown uh, in both cases. Even though looking back, this the the Orson Pink doesn't make much any sense. That's uh, what he does, Claire. That's what he does. Yeah, but he kills uh, people. I don't know what he says. <laughs> but yeah, so I think that stuff they could have done that better. Uh, but I do think the the stuff with the fear of the unknown, basically, element of it, I think, was really well done. So I still give it a nine. Okay, that was listen. Next up, time heist. Eh, eh it's definitely correct on this one. I think I kind of again, was... I do like the villain. This one, I was like dozing off. I was like, uh, yeah, um, better than Sherwood. But... <laughs> I had another episode I was watching yesterday that I was basically dozing off on, but we'll get to that next next podcast. And the teller is a creature. I do like yeah, I do like the I do like the teller. I think that was an interesting idea where he can sense if you're lying and then he can like basically turn your brains to, to soup. I do like that, but the rest of the story I was just kind of bored with. Yeah, I'd probably give this one a six. Okay, yeah, I'll go along with that. Uh, which means, uh, brings us down to the caretaker. Honestly, I, I, I feel like I remember liking this episode more than I did, uh, this time around. Um, um I think, uh, again, I think if you hate Danny Pink, you're gonna hate this episode. Uh, I think he wasn't too bad in this one. Um, and it, it basically, this was, this was another episode kind of focusing on the aspect of the Doctor and Danny of being soldiers. Right, and, and you had that. Uh, robot villain that's just kind of going around the school and everything. On looking back at this, when I was first watching this season, it kind of felt uh, like 
what are they doing? Like, you could tell they were doing something with the soldier thing. You could tell they were doing something with the Missy thing. But you didn't quite understand what was going on. I, I, I do think on a rewatch, the season is better constructed than I remembered. There is a lot of uh, uh, building themes uh, throughout the season. I think that they do a decent job with that. And this episode is part of that. Um, but the actual stories in the episodes themselves, there's a lot of uh, not great stories. Yeah, I don't know what they were... I, I feel like they didn't exactly know what direction they wanted to go with Peter Capaldi, but they had a basic idea. Mm-hmm. This is probably another one I'd give a six to. Uh, yeah, I don't like the villain. Uh, I do like the exploring the themes of, of uh, Soldier and whether the Doctor, you know, is good for Clara or not. I do I do like some of that in here. Um, but ultimately, the story is boring, and they, they, they bring in, what's her name, the Courtney uh, kid, which is super annoying she's been in uh like uh, a few episodes of this season uh, she's in the uh premiere and then this one i think and then uh the next one and, yeah. yeah uh her so. character was was boring it's, it's like they took another one of those characters from last season of the kids that she babysat and then turned that into you know a, a recurring character this although she's not the same character she just kind of feels like the same annoying aspect of kids that we don't need <laughs> starting to get a little bit better with the rest of the season, I think, was Kill the Moon. You like Kill the Moon? Uh, I, I think... There are aspects of it I like. A lot of people hate Kill the Moon. There uh, are aspects I, I of it I like, yeah. aspects that I'm not a, a big fan of, but I, I like the fact that the moon is an egg. I did like that. Looks like uh, 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 TARDIS Wikia says this episode was written for Matt Smith. Really? Yeah. I like, yeah, I like the fact that the moon is an egg and uh, and everything. I wasn't a huge fan of everybody who was in it. I felt like it took a little bit too long to tell the story, but I did, I did like aspects of it. I, 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 yeah, people hate the moon is an egg thing, um, but I think, uh, the idea that, that, that Clara had to make this, uh, big decision, you know, for the fate of humanity, although the whole thing of turning, turn your lights out, which means only half the earth can, can vote. <laughs> I thought that was a little annoying. Why didn't they use, like, Twitter hashtags or something, you know? Uh, but, uh, yeah. well, they're in the future, so who knows if Twitter's still around. But, um, I, I didn't like the doctor leaving her there. I, uh, I agreed that she, I, I liked that, uh, that really upset Clara. I thought, uh, she had really good acting in the end where she got mad at the doctor. Um, I, I do I, I do like what happened uh, with her her character and the doctor's character in that in that moment but I don't like the choice of the doctor leaving her like that I thought that was another aspect of, of, of just getting his character wrong you know right now what do you think you would write this one uh, that's tough uh I'm thinking seven because even though there are some really i think some really good moments uh especially towards the end um there's there's courtney is back and i don't i don't think the whole the moon of its uh, like like the germs and and uh i don't know i I, i'm not too fond of the story itself but i do like the character moments with with Clara and the Doctor. Yeah, I even, even though I do think they they I don't I don't think the Doctor made the right decision there. I don't think that's that's right for his character. I do think it made for a good um, uh, moments in the story. I would probably agree with this. Uh, yeah, like I said, it's getting better, but it's not like it's not it's great, but you know it's just a little bit better. Um, next episode after that is Mummy on the Orient Express. This this series really likes Agatha Christie. I'm. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Well, this is a story they alluded to in the season five finale when Amy and Rory were about to go on their honeymoon and they go on the, the TARDIS and the doctor says that there's like an Egyptian curse on the Orient Express in space. He says that. I think. Does he? I, yeah. I can't really remember. Yeah, he, he, he mentions that, and then they didn't come back to it until now. <laughs> That's weird. Is this like another one of those episodes written for <laughs> Matt Smith? Uh, I don't think the episode was actually ever in- intended to be written. Uh, they just basically said, oh, yeah, we had that one idea, and so <laughs> stuck it together from that, I guess. I did like this episode a little bit better, again. Uh I like the mummy that nobody else can see, and uh, <laughs> kind of acted like I feel like it acted like silence or something. I don't know. Um, uh, no, just its it was movements. Where uh, only you could see it if you're about to die. No, I meant the movements of the thing. Uh, just kind of like that <gasps> phase, and then slowly walking towards. Us. Uh, I thought there was there was some good things about it. I thought there was some uh, some eh things about it. Uh, I don't think they they did. Like, if you're going to do an Agatha Christie story, they did that... Re- I thought they did that better with uh with the other one, with the... With the bee? Yeah, the one... It kind of it kind of felt more like, like a, a detective story, you know. I definitely like... Solve, or they're solving a mystery. This one, he was solving a mystery, but it was basically just make the mu- make me see the mummy and I'll solve it for you. That So that was, wasn't was quite as much, you know, solving... Food. Well, I, 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 I get what you're saying, but I didn't like yeah. the bee episode because I didn't like the bee. <laughs> well, this one, I yeah, liked I, the mummy. I think the mummy is more interesting than the bee, but I do I think the storytelling was better in the other one. I don't know. I think I give this one eight. Seven or eight. I'd probably go seven. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I thought it was all right. Um, yeah, with most of these episodes, it could be better, but, you know, it's what it is. Um... Next episode is called Flatline. Flatline. This is another meh episode for me. Although I do like what they did with Clara. I... With her basically pretending to be the doctor. Right, she that does that a couple times. And I like um, the mini doctor. It was a fun episode. Yeah, I like I like the miniature TARDIS. I like the the hand that comes out of the TARDIS to crawl the TARDIS away. Um, I like yeah, the... Being, being, yeah, from like Adam's family. <laughs> I like the beings that flash in and out. I like the, the flat, the artistry, you know, uh, all around. It is an the, episode. I thought the villains were, were interesting. Um, I don't know. I just it it didn't it didn't stick with me. I just thought this was this kind is, of forgettable. This, this one was for some reason the one that I thought I was going to be watching when I watched the caretaker. Um, oh really? Yeah, and I was actually looking forward to actually watching this one because uh, there are things in it that I do like. It is fun. It's not the most important yeah. episode in the world, I but it is fun. I would say it's a fun one. Like it has a lot of fun moments, but. I don't know. I, I, just, I just don't. It, it was it was not memorable to me. I consider it memorable. I would give this one eight. If I were to compare this one to Mummy, I like this one better. Uh, yeah, I do. I would probably. I would say it's a low eight for me, but I would probably agree with an eight. All right. Um. Then we have in the forest of the night. Um. Uh, I now I remember. People hate this episode. Absolutely people hate, hate this it. episode. I actually like it. Uh, <laughs> I like it too. I like I, it better than people do. But I, this I, is, I say this. I, I like. I liked it a lot better than when I first saw it. I believe this is the second lowest rated episode of Doctor Who. That's just strange. On, on I, I liked certain elements of it. I I like the imagery of the world in forestation. I, I like the uh idea that people who hear voices are you know. 
all important and they shouldn't shut those things out and uh like think just certain things like that which are interesting to to it and how the i think why people don't like this is because you could probably compare it to the happening uh with the the plants Okay, so this is no longer the second uh, worst-rated episode. Uh, Fear Her is the second. Really? uh, uh, Which you also like. Uh, This one is the third, the third worst-rated. Do you know what the the worst-rated episode is? The one that I just watched last night? What's that? Sleep No More. Sleep No More. Which one's that? That's the Eye Boogers. Oh, dear. (laughs) You remember that? I, I kind of remember that. I, I'll have to talk more about it in the next episode, yes, apparently. Yes, we will. <laughs> uh, eye boogers. Um, but, uh, no, I, I like this, I like I this episode. Enjoyed, I, I, I like the uh, fact that the Earth is protecting itself from the, the rays of the sun and everything. I do like that. Yeah, I enjoyed parts of it. Um, some of it, I, like, I didn't care for the kids' stuff. Uh, there were, there were, the one kid that, that comes to the ladder from the beginning, I did, I did think she was good, but the rest of the kids were kind of annoying to me, and Danny Pink. Danny and, Pink, your favorite. Um, no, I, yeah, I just don't care for Danny Pink, and, and, and his stuff in this was forgettable, too. Yeah. Like, um, his stuff in this is forgettable. Except for when he, you know, chased, away, didn't he, like, chase away the tiger or something? I thought that was kind of funny, but. Oh, yeah, with the light. <laughs> um. But otherwise, I didn't care. The kids much. were pretty much, they all blend together as far as how important they were in the episode, which was not, like, at all just to tug on your heartstrings that all these kids are going to die because the Earth is going to end. Um, I don't know. I might say 7 for this one. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with the 7. Yeah. Um, not quite an 8, but, like, it wasn't... I don't think it's bad. Like, I, I don't know. The next one is one of my favorites. What, of all time? Yeah, one of my favorite episodes, period, I would say. Dark Water... Death in Heaven. Dark Water is, what do you can, is better than Death in Heaven. Do you, do you consider... Is this a two-parter? Because it doesn't really it, it say... It is, definitely. It's definitely... Okay. Um, now, well, this I is... I actually went to see this in theaters. Uh, in They converted it to 3D, which was a very bad conversion. I, I When I went to see it in 3D, I thought maybe it was filmed in 3D, and they just didn't just, uh, uh, air it that way. Yeah. Uh, but when I went to see it, I was like, that is a very bad conversion. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I will say this about these two episodes. It's it's probably, you know, Danny Pink's best, you know. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, It's pretty much Danny Pink-centered. I would say. Yeah. Um, But uh, what I like about it is all the... You there? Yes, I am here. Go ahead. Okay. Um, basically, you know, you, you, you get first, you, you, uh, they start out with Missy and you don't know who she is and, and they make you think she's a robot. And then, uh, it ends up, uh, you get the reveal that first of all, um, that, uh, people, that people are being, you get the reveal of what this heaven place really is, which is basically transferring people's, uh, uh dying minds. Minds into mm-hmm. a a computer database, mm-hmm. and but then and I then had a question the about this of who Missy is. Or no, for, then you get the reveal of the Cybermen, which mm-hmm. uh, yep. first it just shows like skeletons in the water. It so was, was kind actually, of it was pr- pretty smart with the uh, yeah. the X-ray water. Yeah, yeah I, I I was I was not expecting Cybermen, um, so that was a good reveal. And then the reveal that Missy is the master, and then again another thing that I was not expecting. I thought those were really well done uh, reveals, and and the fact 
that they tell you that these these minds are being stored in a computer and you don't figure out that that's the Cybermen, I'm sure some people did. I didn't figure it out. Yeah, like the 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 first hint that I got probably would be when Danny Pink had the uh, options to delete his emotions. I don't. Did they did they show that before they showed the Cybermen? Yes. Wow. Yep. Um. Was now. It- no, it wasn't the first... I thought the first hint was when the uh, doors closed behind the doctor and you see, like, the Cyberman eyes in the mm, doors. I think that was after. I think that was that after, was after the that? emotions. Wow. Yeah, I think so. Um, if you really want a hint, I mean, you see that symbol, the Cyberman eye symbol? You see the first... Yeah, you see it For, as first one scene, like Like, one of, of the two. first... Like, the first scene after the uh, um, the opening credit. Like, you see yeah, the that. Yeah, 3W. I think it's called 3W, right? Uh, and, and that was their logo. It was one of the Cyberman eyes. Eyes. Mm-hmm. But the, it wasn't until the the doors closed behind the doctor that you see there are actually two eyes of the Cyberman. For some reason, I wasn't thinking Cyberman eye when I first saw the logo. I was thinking like Gallifrey and symbol. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which... Honestly, we didn't know what was going on, so right. anything was up there. Um, now I had a question about this. The three W was that invented by Missy, or is it something that she just overtook? No, she invented it. Uh, she's been. Well, I don't think she's been there the entire human history, but basically they they implied that she created it back at the beginning of of Earth history, and then... Basically, all the all the uh, people who that, who have uh, died have ended up going there. And then she just ended up using that as a ceremony. So we can correctly assume that after this whole debacle of the, this first and second parter, that there is no longer a uh, data storage of heaven. Well, that's the question because Danny came back to uh, message Clara at the end as if there was still something, as if it still existed. Or if there is. We're, still... we're talking about both of these episodes, I guess. Here. Um, yeah. Yeah, but, the ap- uh, afterworld exists, but like I don't know. Well, that seemed to be that he was still in in uh you know in paradise or whatever, and uh, in the uh, nether sphere, and that's how he was able to send that kid back, uh, which actually made no sense whatsoever, uh, because they were just <laughs> uh, stored minds, not bodies. But who cares? <laughs> Well, I don't understand how bones in a freaking, you know, morgue can turn into a fully Cyberman, but hey, well, I they, don't. They weren't, they weren't, bo- uh, oh, you t- you talking about, oh, in the morgue? Yeah. Basically, they're saying the rain was, was Cyberman metal, and so it, it was liquid metal, and then once it touched the bones, it, it you know, assembled itself. Yeah, okay, T-1000, whatever you say. Um, Basically. <laughs> liquid, liquid, uh, cybernetic metal, basically. <laughs> Now, this was one of those type of things, especially in I, Death in Heaven. Also, the beginning. This is another thing I didn't mention. Another another part was the very beginning after Danny dies and Clara is, is basically threatening to strand them in a volcano by throwing away the Doctor's key. Yeah. I love that moment again. I thought that was interesting too, but the whole time I was watching, I'm like, why doesn't he just snap his fingers? <laughs> Let's ignore that. And- <laughs> Because isn't that something that he's known how to do all the... Uh, right. Doesn't even Claire know how to do it? Haven't we seen her do she it? She has done it. She has done it, yeah, a couple times. So why are uh, we so stuck over these keys? I don't know. It, regardless, I thought that was a, a really good moment with uh, both Clara and the Doctor act, doing great acting in that scene. And then Clara um, acting like she's the Doctor with the Cybermen. And then again, that's another twist reveal that they weren't actually there, that, that she was asleep uh, with the sleep patches. So again, there's a lot of twists and turns in this episode. And I really, I just love all of it. And so me, this is a, the first episode is a solid 10. The second one, I would maybe give 
a nine or an eight. Honestly, the second one's not anywhere as good as the first episode. Um, the first one wouldn't. I, I feel like the first one wouldn't be as good without the second part. Obviously. Right. The second the second part is the payoff, but uh, it doesn't have as as many memorable mo- moments to me. Other than you have uh, Oswin dies, you have. Um, you have. Uh, but was the, that the alien Oswin? Uh, well, uh, that's covered in a future story. Um, and you have you have sort of the return of 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 uh, the Brigadier in Cyberman form. You have the the first uh, false death of Missy. <laughs> she dies and then comes back. I don't right remember why this happens because she Not was attacked by the Cyberman. Yeah, because the Cyberman uh, shoots her and she she's supposed to be dead, but then somehow she comes back in season nine. So who knows? But they never really explain it. Um. <laughs> Well, okay, that's great. Um, the, de- oh, the thing I like about Death in Heaven is specifically Danny's role. Yeah, he. I think he redeems himself in the episode, although he is ugly, and I don't like looking at him. <laughs> <laughs> that is so mean. <laughs> Just because he has metal things sticking out of his forehead, and because he looks a little like he's gone through some decomposition in the yeah. last, like, two hours. Uh, the ending is great, though, in Death in Heaven. I, I really like that, where they both lie to each other. Um, that was Claire, interesting. Claire says that Danny's uh, come back to, to life, and the doctor says he's found... Uh, he's found uh, now, I haven't watched right. any... Re- I haven't rewatched really any of Season 9. Do they actually... Do they touch base on that? Uh the the Christmas special they do. Okay. It's it basically corrected right away in the Christmas special. But I do like that moment. I think they they, they should have gone more towards the the uh well the thing is they do come back to Gallifrey in seasons uh nine, so well I guess we'll get back to that. And it's not only them lying to each other, it also involves Missy lying to the doctor. Like this yeah. like this this whole triage of things. The only person who didn't lie was freaking Danny. Yeah, and then and then the very <laughs> ending uh, which is after the credits, which I love, is uh, Santa Claus showing up in the Doctor's TARDIS. <laughs> yeah, and, and it, it should have been like uh, was it would be the David Tennant. What? What? Yeah. What? It's one of those moments which they haven't done in quite some time, and they did it again at the end of season uh, ten. Uh, but yeah, I love I love those cliffhangers for the Christmas special or cliffhangers for the beginning of an, another season. The only times they ever, you know, they did a cliffhanger obviously for the beginning uh, for the end of uh, Matt Smith and beginning of. Capaldi as they have to, mm-hmm. which is kind of annoying to me. I always, I always prefer. I would always wish that there would be like a uh, a um, regeneration, like in the middle of a season or something. You know? Yeah, but you can't really specific. At the very least, in the middle of an episode. You know? Yeah. So, it's, so you don't just get like a few seconds of a new Doctor, but but uh, actually you get to meet this Doctor before you go on to the next story. And I that's, pr- that's I would, di- I, I would I've like always it. thought of that myself, but then they couldn't come out and and with actual uh, collections like I have with each individual doctor and right. so it's although do they include like um like you have the Matt Smith collection do they include uh the end of time in that yeah so they do include them that way so they do yes. do the crossovers so like the david Tennant collection includes the end of time and the matt smith collection includes the end of time right i think so yeah um although you you have it on blu-ray in the matt smith but not on the david Tennant collection right right yeah. um i have everything on blu-ray i have the season 10 blu-ray now right, right 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 great um so 
So yeah, I'd probably say 10 for episode 11 and probably 9 for 12, although I think the 12 was still a pretty good episode, just general. Um, Thinking back on it, I think it's it's it, it just barely reaches a 9 for me. I It almost goes into 8 territory uh just because i do think uh the story doesn't get quite as i think they kind of threw out all of the best moments in the first part and then and then it's just kind of wrapping it up in the in the uh second episode which isn't as interesting to me yeah i don't know but Uh, there are there are a couple good moments uh in in that so yeah. I do like I, I do like the doctor being the president of the world. That that, that, that was interesting that, there's too. Some, there's they, some there's some fun stuff in which there, which they but. re uh, introduce later on in another season, don't they? Uh, yeah, he, he he does the president of the world thing again that next time you see Osgood. So. I gotcha. Liz not dead i gotcha all right so there's two Oscars. one thing they don't uh touch base on is i believe there was also supposed to be two kate stewarts uh but they, they right. never they never come back to that so we we can assume that the brigadier caught the real kate stewart i don't know because he would know right he would he would know, I don't know. Sure. sure even though she didn't know so who who knows yeah <laughs> Um, so overall, I think it was a kind of a battle. Uh, they had some rough episodes. This has some some rough episodes. episodes, Yeah. Season seven and season eight, I would say are the weakest. And what was always interesting to me, starting with this season, I would say is how Peter Capaldi's doctor always grows hair. While all the season, his hair is longer. (laughs) Well, I think at the end of the season, his hair is longer than it starts off. Is it really? They basically just have a continuity with his hair. continuity it actually grows while all yeah. the other doctors it's the same throughout yeah so and he's got like the craziest frizziest hair at the... does grow a little bit in season six i would say and his like freaking hair in the christmas special is gonna be like all over the place einstein um you know the, the new one yeah, yeah yeah like you just see his hair continually grow yeah so I don't I don't know maybe that's in there on purpose or whatever. Yes, uh, I guess we'll get to it next time. But the Christmas special is the 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 Christmas the uh, Santa one. Yeah. That's also where he starts uh, having his hoodie outfit instead of the uh, his magician outfit. outfit yeah. That he starts with. Magician. <laughs> <laughs> Also, they do they do call him a magician, so whatever. Whatever. All right, so yeah, that's about it for season eight. Season eight. Uh, actually, people do rank uh, season ten pretty low. Like, if you actually look at episode averages, uh, season ten and season eight both rank fairly low on uh, New Who. But I like season ten a heck of a lot more than season eight myself. What about season nine? Season nine is one of the best seasons. Really? Even with the uh, stupid Sonic sunglasses and Sonic guitar or whatever the heck he does? I People love it. People love his guitar and crap. And I'm like, I don't get it. I don't get it. It's I, fun. I, don't, I, I think I, it's fun. Maybe, but I don't know where it came from. Like, none of it was in season eight and then all this, you know... Season 9 is the one where almost every story is a two-parter, which I think is what helps the storytelling in that. Because they actually give, the t- they actually give stories time to uh, to tell their stories. And that's the problem with, with when you have short episodes um, and you, you try to fit a whole story in a 45-minute episode. And, and you try to make it so that it's it's not that it's very procedural so that you don't have to have seen any of the other episodes in the season then that becomes a problem in storytelling and um, season eight I think they did a little bit better of a job than season nine in tying the season together but the actual stories themselves were were, were just as weak as season seven um, except for the finales which again the finales uh, the finales of season seven and eight were both was solid I think yeah. uh, but the the rest of the season were not as good all right 
Well, what do you have? Season 9. Season 9, I love, though. Season 10, I think, is better than Season 8. Next, uh, it's next week, isn't it, that you have it set for? Yeah, I'm just about done with the season. I'm, I'm watching yeah. uh, Fear, uh, Fear the Raven, something Fear like the that. Uh, there's things I like about Season 9. I can't remember everything. Um, but another 12 episodes, yeah. and I have all five. Hey! All right. See, see, I, I created this this uh, viewing schedule back in the summer, and you just ignored it, so that's fun. I No, I started <laughs> out listening to it and going uh, further than I needed to it. However, I did go on vacation, and then I did move, and so things got a little wonky, and so I'm kind of following my own schedule. Well, I'm just saying my schedule makes it easier, so. <laughs> yeah, okay, except when I can't watch it, because I don't watch it on the weekend. Right, well, I do have gaps in my schedule, so there's good, there's, you, you can always adjust it. I, I had to adjust it a couple times when Mom went on vacation, too, so. Yeah. Not too bad, though. Alright, so next week we will have uh, Season 9 talk, uh, and we're almost done here with the rewatch. Uh, we'll have Season 9, then we'll talk about Season 10, which leads right into the Chris special, and I don't even know when Season 11 starts. Uh, it's probably gonna be around April, I'm guessing. Yeah. Um, can we talk about the structure of Season 11 uh, now, or? It doesn't matter. Do you think we just wanna wait until we're done with this rewatch? Probably done with the rewatch, probably around the Christmas special. Because we do know some, some details. Something, but, something. But not exactly. Right. Alright, so that was Season 8, which was um, about 10 hours long. <laughs> um, but other than that, uh, we'll see you guys next week with Season 9, and uh, Merry Christmas. Wait. Uh, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> we have okay. another- we have another few uh, episodes before Christmas, so. Right. All right, so uh, peace out then. Peace out.